What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are back in the heart of Arlington County. We are in Clarendon, my favorite place in the world, of course. Back again. What episode are we on? Well, let me introduce my uh, co-host to the right. Maybe she can help me out. Of course, it's Joanna Iruso. Joanna, what's up? Can you tell me what episode we are? Is this? I'm a little bit more interested in your take on the news coming out of New England right now. What do oh, you think okay. about uh, TB12? The Tom Brady. Yeah. The uh, uh, he, he's kind of in a feud with Belichick and the owner. Uh, the owner what, Robert the, Kraft. Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can give you my hot take on that, but I'm also interested in our other co-host's hot take. Let's uh, bring in William E. Docs to my left. Docs, what's up? Well, I heard a very interesting theory yesterday mm-hmm. that because the New York Giants position and head coaching position is open mm-hmm. and John Gruden just got a ridiculous 10-year, $100 million contract. With some ownership. With some ownership, mm-hmm. and, and that franchise is going to move to Las Vegas, uh, that... Maybe Belichick is angling for a huge contract with with all of this uh, noise. Yeah, it could be. That's an interesting take on it. For for instance, uh, I I get paid uh, gratitude and, and pats <laughs> on the back, uh, but I hear that there's an opening up at uh, uh, pacing the nation, <laughs> and uh, they just you- <laughs> they just paid somebody a uh, hundred million dollars for ten years. Did I they- might start putting out fake news stories about the three of us having some issues. <laughs> um, maybe that's what it is. It. Uh, could have been some sort of leak to generate i don't know at this point they've won five super bowl i i love how joanna brings up the the sports mm-hmm. topics and i do mm-hmm. have a hot take on this i, I think maybe you're 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 on to something docs because you know they need some motivation they've won five super bowls together and another super bowl title a back-to-back super bowl uh when i mean that would be you know a big uh big deal in itself but do they really get motivated and up for it Maybe they just need a little bit more juice, a little bit more. Well, they they always thrive excitement. on and this uh, for those non-football fans out there, like Joanna, who brought this up. <laughs> right. Uh, we only ha- have two more hours to touch on this, and then we'll get into some running talk. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and and dogs as well. Right. But uh, you know, they always thrive on uh, being the bad guys. They mm-hmm. they love playing the bad guys. Uh, you know, whether it's like, oh, everybody's out to get us because of Spygate, which is a real thing, or everybody's out to get us because of Deflategate, which was kind of a silly thing, uh, except for the cover-up. But, you know, like, they they kind of make these things a bigger deal to paint themselves as a us-against-the-world. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of mentality you have to have to succeed, both in, in uh, the NFL and podcasting. <laughs> so maybe they just – maybe they're just – yeah, generating extra motivation. That could be it. So uh, we'll keep you posted on that. I don't know if we're the news source to actually keep you posted on that. You could probably read ESPN and figure yeah, out I'm what's going not. on. So do you yeah. want to know how I found out about that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you find so it? So yesterday was Derby Day where Liverpool plays their crosstown rival okay. Everton in the FA Cup third round. Didn't know that. Docs, I'm sure, did. But okay. Yeah. So I watched the game. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Liverpool just got a new defender, Virgil van Dijk. Um, and they paid a lot of money for him. And he's amazing. And he scored the winning goal. Wow. In like the 84th minute or something. It was 
was it was absolutely amazing. How about but that for drama? Wow. It was amazing. After the game, though, the next thing on the channel was, I think it was called Speak for Yourself or Speak Oh, Over. one of those terrible ESPN shows. Yeah, so that okay. was, they, they were talking about this. So got I watched it. it for 10 minutes, got a little of the drama, and then moved That's on. That's good. Well, when you're in New England next, you'll be able to, you know, sitting around at a cocktail hour or having a <laughs> cup of coffee, you'll be able to contribute to the conversation. Start I'm sure, a fight in a bar in Boston. Or, or maybe that. I'm sure that's all they're talking about. All right. Big show to get to today, guys. It is episode 137. So I, I did uh, check that. Uh, does that check out right, Docs, 137? That's what I just told you. So <laughs> okay. I would say that I'm on air. I'm yep. also uh, yep. going to say that, yes, that's correct. One. Uh, so episode 137. I'm thrilled to be back as your host of the show. I appreciate you guys uh, sitting in and interviewing that great guest last week. Um Great job on that show, uh, but big show to get to today, guys. Uh, we have Tom Griffin, who's going to join us. Uh, he's with uh, TomGriffin.com, uh, and he's also with... Another Tom in the news. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's he's with the website. Why we're going to have him on is My Walking Life, and Tom is going to walk across the country. Actually, is currently walking across the country. I think he started January 2nd. Uh, making a 4,000-mile trek across the country. Uh, Tom has done some work for Paces Running in the past. Uh, he's, a, he's a retail consultant, uh, a great storyteller. So we're going to talk to him. He's going to tell us uh, some stories that he's had for the first couple days. I think he's done like 20 miles a day or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out from Tom. Uh, so excited to have him on today. Also on today's program, Joanna finally has come through with her gifts. So 11 months early. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, I'm ahead of the game. We, we will mm-hmm. close the show. I want to I want to close the show with those gifts. So excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are looking at them right You're now. Sitting on the table. Yep. So she did, in fact, get us presents. Joanna is probably the second best gift wrapper in the, in the PTN team behind Chris Farley. <laughs> Not even close. These are very well done. <laughs> we'll take a picture of them and I'll show you. I, uh, I'm curious, Farley, do you think she took them down to the, the toy store and had them no, wrap it? No, I... <laughs> She did him herself. Uh, she she she's probably handy enough or creative enough to do it. Uh, also on today's show, uh, we have a "Where Are They Now?" segment. Uh, we have a comment. Additionally, a comment from a listener mm-hmm. um, that I, I want to share with you guys. Uh, Docs has been gone, so we're going to touch on mm-hmm. what he's been up to. And also, I don't know if you guys know, I've been in the news a lot recently. Huh? <laughs> yes, um, and. Uh, I was not thrilled on how I looked and how I was portrayed online, so I want to touch on that. Uh, it was a great little piece, but um, I'll just leave it at that. I was, uh, wasn't thrilled. For the moment, until we deep dive. Yeah, until we deep dive. Uh, and, and Joanna gets her nickel for her psychiat- psych- psychiatric fee. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What is, how much, that's what Lucy charges, a nickel? A nickel, yeah. Yeah. I All think right. because of inflation, we're actually talking like 500 nickels. No, I don't think I don't think the cartoon has changed at all. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So <laughs> I know that's fine. All Everybody right. else does. So I wanted to touch on uh, the weather and then where Docs went before we have Tom on. Uh-huh. Uh, so the weather, man. It has been freezing, freezing cold. So For not everybody. Are, are you are you happy? Where are you happy, Joanna? Um, Look what you've you've gotten us here. 
Yeah, so I would like it better if there were snow, like real snow. Oh, there's been snow. There's been flurries. There hasn't been real snow. Um, I have to say, though, like I ran this morning and I saw that it was like feels like negative two. And I put on an extra layer and I regretted it about a mile into my The extra layer? The extra layer, yeah. So I think for me it doesn't feel, it doesn't really feel that much different than 30 degrees. So for me, I think when it's cold, it's like... you're wrong. Yeah, it's cold and I don't really feel a huge difference. But to the opposite effect, when it's like 81 degrees, it feels like 101. Like there's no difference in the heat to me either. Probably because Joanna is a cold-blooded reptile. She she must be. I mean, this has been as Mm -hmm. bad as I can remember. So Mm -hmm. her putting a positive spin, I just cannot, again, going through the shredder with that. I just, just I can't. Deal with that. She's just trying to stay on her brand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's I been, really don't think it's that bad. Outside. Oh, it's been it bad. It's been but bad. Uh, so, like running wise, you said you went for a run this morning, and I think that one this kind of weather deters people from running. Uh, but you could still get out there and and get it done. Farley, what do you need to do uh, if if you are going to go out there? How do you need to layer up? What's your advice? Well, when is I, this cold? I've been I've been doing a base layer. A second layer and then, you know, so like a base layer and then a mid-weight layer uh, and then uh, and then a jacket that has some uh, wind-breaking ability. Wind-breaking, but also uh, is, is, is kind of insulating as well. So I got three layers that are that are fairly, um, I don't know, fairly heavy duty. And this, you know, because the wind chill has been in the single digits yeah. and feels even worse when it's... Uh, I know our Alaska listeners are laughing at me, but uh, it feels even worse when you're out there running and the wind's whipping at you. And then I'll wear a pair of tights and a pair of pants underneath. So wow, two layers. Two layers. Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't mess around. I don't. I don't. I'd rather be hot than cold. So that's just me. But you know, people's temperatures run differently. So uh, it's a good question. It's going to be individualized. But um, I think I think it's important to also understand that unless you're only running a mile. Um, you should be cold for that first mile. Mm-hmm. So whatever whatever you put on, you, your body will eventually start producing mm-hmm. heat. So if you are sufficiently bundled up when you take your first step on the run, you're going to be uh, overheated with all those layers once you you know really get into it. So you you should be cold and expect to be cold for that first mile. The other thing I'll throw out there is like on a day like today. Uh, it's good to cover up all your skin. So if you've got something where you can cover up most of your face uh, that you can still breathe through, I would advise that. You should be wearing gloves, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, gloves are Uh, definitely. A hat is always good because every uh, seven-year-old knows that the heat comes out of the top of your head. Yes. (laughs) So be wearing a hat. Yeah, I think that's uh, all great advice. And it's funny that the guy who doesn't work in the store has probably uh-huh. the best tips. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't even ask me. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go. What's your 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 thoughts? Um, well, I would. I say think we need to move on. <laughs> right. Uh, the whatever layer is closest to your body should be your uh, tightest layer, your snuggest layer, because uh, if you can get material as close to your body as possible, that's going to trap in body heat. So, like my base layers are going to be pretty tight fitting, um, and I always tuck everything in too. So you're just trapping all that body heat in. Um, like Chris said, I like a nice base layer, um, and I'm also a big fan of buffs and um, really heavy duty mittens because my hands do get cold. Yeah, I totally agree that gloves are a must. I actually like to wear the uh, gloves with the hand warmers in there. 
Yeah, so that's nice. I'm starting to realize how much I'm anti the, the very frigid, frigid <laughs> weather. Um, Farley also likes to wear the gloves where you can touch the iPad because uh, yes. he watches football <laughs> while he runs. <laughs> I do. Um, uh, I also want to say in the note of Alaska that th- I think it was 41 degrees in Anchorage this week. Yeah, kind of bizarre that it was yeah, so, opposite. So don't hate on Alaska. <laughs> I know, that's true. All right, well, uh, Docs was uh, in, in a really mild climate this past week. True. Uh, in my Miami, must have yeah. been good running there, man. Oh yeah, you can run on the beach there, and I also saw a dog on a skateboard. It was great. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, yeah. we're freezing up here. You're watching mm-hmm. running well, was, on the beach. It in was shorts. cold down there, and I was even interviewed by somebody on one of the iHeartRadio stations. Oh, I'd love uh, to get audio of that. Are you serious? Yeah, and they 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 well we they were interviewing asking about people walking out in the cold, mm-hmm. and I told him I, I don't think it, I don't actually don't think it would have made the air. Uh, I think it would have been like PTN material, but he cutting he asked, floor material. No, I think that it, it would have been like probably the prime time segment on <laughs> okay. PTN. But I don't think that, I don't think that these uh, South Floridians. Uh, get my humor <laughs> right it's taken the ptn listeners two years to mm-hmm. finally get it but i think yeah. they're coming around no they're not they hate me <laughs> yeah. but the like he asked about people walking in the cold you know and i was like it's not cold if you want to do this story justice you got to go between south carolina and maine right now where people are getting hit by this arctic bomb mm-hmm. and you know i mean it was it was chilly. I mean, it put it put a coat on. Then he asked a question about shorts. I don't remember exactly what what the question was, and I was like, "Well, you're asking the wrong person. I don't have shorts." He hates shorts. I wear jeans in the summertime. Yeah, he does. And then the guy didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> how so? How cold was it? How cold was it? Great setup for a joke. It was so cold. Um, Match game. It was. It was. Um, it was pleasant. I, I mean, it was good. I mean, can I get a number? Yeah. Well, I don't remember the numbers. Maybe maybe in the fifties and sixties, okay. oh something like God. that. It was it was great. I mean, so I ran in the mornings, uh, and I did wear a long sleeve shirt when I ran, and it was it was kind of weather like, you, you know, it's kind of the in between where you you want to have the long sleeve shirt on, but then you roll up your sleeves, but then you're running for a bit and you roll the sleeves back mm-hmm. down. Uh, it couldn't decide whether it was short sleeve or long sleeve weather. That's how. That's what the weather was like. Okay. But really, in Miami, you can run on the beach because it's a, it's an enormous beach. I don't know what they do. So you have the the coastline. Mm-hmm. You have the water. You have the the coastline, and it goes down a little bit, which which I think is intentional for the the tides. And then there's a huge sandy section where. You hang out and do actual beach stuff where it's hard or where the where the footing is not very good. And then they have a section which is extremely wide. It's probably uh, like a, uh, at least the, the length of a three-lane road, um, you know, a two-lane road with a turn lane. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's packed down and people running on it and you could bike on it. I mean, it's, it's sand. It's, it's sand, it's but it's... Cement? It's sand. They have a they have a cement boardwalk on the other side of like the the shrubbery, yeah. And that is the worst possible place to run, because it's it's such hard, unforgiving cement. Mm. But the the beach is tremendous. It's like running on a nice, well groomed trail. <laughs> that does sound really nice. Yeah. Usually, I don't like running on the beach because of because the footing is terrible. But this was great. This was fine. How was uh, the rest of the trip, Docs? 
I told you I saw a dog on a skateboard. <laughs> All right, that's good. That's a good update. Well, uh, that's what you get from Dox's recap from his uh, from his his uh, you know when he when he travels anywhere. So yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get more um, updates or, or information from our next guest, who is walking as well. Uh, he's walking across the country, 4,000 miles. Tom Griffin, a friend of the show, friend of Pacers, is walking 4,000 miles, starting in California. Sounds like he's heading to, I don't know, North Carolina and then maybe finishing in Maine, trying to get to the Atlantic Ocean. Is the Atlantic Ocean? It's on? in Maine, yeah. yeah. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm saying <laughs> the that's... the only place yeah. the Atlantic touches America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get to the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. uh, walking Gotta across get to Maine. the country, which is just incredible. So we're going to find out how he's doing it, why he's doing it, and what he expects to see along the way. Tom Griffin from TomGriffin.com and My Walking Life joins us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, guys, we are excited to be joined by my good friend, Tom Griffin. He's from MyWalkingLife.com and TomGriffin.com. Tom, you there? How are you? Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Chris. Good. Well, good to hear you, man. I'm I'm thrilled that you are, um, you know, you, you, you sound good. Uh, you're, you're a few days <laughs> into this trip. I've listened to your podcast and and you walked 20 miles on the first day, and I was a little worried. So I just want to throw that out there to, 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 to begin with. But tell us where you are right now. Um, we talked about uh, before you came on that you're doing this trip across the country. Where are you right now? So at this very moment, I am in uh, a town in California called Redlands, which is a part of what would be considered the Inland Empire. It's about 80 miles due east of Los Angeles, okay, and uh, it's, it's basically a, a town that is, is just on the outskirts of the, the, the California desert. Wow. So we, we mentioned again before you came on that you're walking across the country. Um, this is awesome yet crazy to me. So yeah. <laughs> kind of tell us how this <laughs> happened. How did you decide to do this, man? Yeah, you know, sometimes there's a fine line between crazy and awesome, right? <laughs> That's true. Um, well, the, uh, the the impetus for for doing this this crazy awesome thing goes back to 1994, and uh, I'll abbreviate. So there was a moment in time um, where something happened, where a switch flipped in my head that 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 inspired me to do such a such a thing i had i was fresh out of the military and i was in huntington beach california where i was living at the time and i went to a barber shop and at the barber shop i had to wait my turn so i picked up an old magazine to just flip through until i until they were ready for me and the magazine was a national geographic from april 1977 and in that magazine was an article about a guy named peter jenkins and you may have heard of him peter jenkins notoriously walked across the U.S. and wrote a couple books about it and kind of began the, uh, maybe the, the, the thrill or at least the possibility of, of others following in his footsteps, so to speak. And I just happened to be one of them just years later. I, yeah. I read that article and, and, and was like, man, you can walk across the U.S.? Almost like I had never even considered that as a possibility. Well, that was my light bulb. When, when I heard you were doing this, Tom, that was my light bulb moment. I said, you can actually walk <laughs> across. So here we are 20-some years later. I have the same light bulb moment you had in 1994. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, that that moment stuck with me. And and frankly, every year since that moment, I've been thinking, well, I wonder what I'm going to do that. Maybe next year, maybe next year. And and I finally reached a point in my life where I was like, look, I'm not getting any younger. I can figure out a way to carve this time out of my life. So why not? Why not do it? And and that's why I'm doing it now. And And, and honestly, like, the bigger motivation is because why not? Like we only live once, right? So you got to either, you got to go big or like go home is, <laughs> is is kind of like a silly way of saying that. But you know, life's too short to, yeah. to sit back and, and wait for it to happen to you. You got to make it happen. Okay. And that's kind of why I'm, I'm, why I'm doing this. Can I ask a couple, like two logistic questions <laughs> just to get those Please. out of the way? Yeah. How, how did you determine the path that you were going to take? And how are you breaking up the the walk? Right. Okay. So, based on weather alone, um, the path was sort of determined. I, I would have. I mean, if I could have picked a, a route just to do to see things I've never seen before, I would have. I would have done like a, a northern route from like Washington to Maine and stayed north. But the weather this time of year is just not conducive to right. to to walking afoot. You oh, know, dude, we were I just talking about the, oh, we were talking about the weather here, man. I'm glad you're on the west coast and not the east coast right now, too. <laughs> yeah. So that is a big I hear deal. you guys yep. are getting hammered. Yep. Yeah. So, so logistically, that's why I chose the southern route. Um, it, it also so happens that I have a handful of family and friends along various points, more so, well, not more so, but along the southern route so that I can kind of think of them as almost like aid stations along the way. You know, it's like when you're doing a long race, you don't always think about the whole race at once because it's just too much to think about, but you do think about when's that next aid station coming mm-hmm. up. And and so I've got a brother in L.A. Um, who, who put me up for the first couple nights of the walk, which is great because there's kind of nowhere that you're going to be able to camp, you know, in downtown L.A. And uh, and and then I've got people in Phoenix. I've got people in Austin, Texas, and Little Rock, Arkansas, and Asheville, North Carolina, and then all through North Carolina. So, you know, I'm thinking of the route from a weather perspective, but also from who am I going to be able to see along the way. And uh, it just so happens that there's a nice, almost equidistant spacing between these these so-called aid stations along the way. There's e- equal distance between the 200 friends and family that you have <laughs> so that you have somewhere to stay every night. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say that they were going to be like hooking me up every night, but <laughs> they give me something. They give me something to look forward to uh, in between those uh, those spaces. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know you. This venture started. Uh, this adventure started January second, right? Uh, That's right. And you did 20 miles on the first day. So that I guess that was Doc's the second question. Was is this? The, the goal to do 20 miles a day because if my math is right 4,000 mm-hmm. miles divided by 20 I'm not very good at math but that that equals about 200 days you, if you just did. copied my <laughs> answer yes yeah, so so 200 days is you know a little over um, I don't know half the now we're doing some serious math here but that's over right. six months but so we're we talking 20 miles a day I know you did 20 miles on that first day uh, is that what you expect to do is what you hope to do well, the the reality of doing this sort of daily walk is that the first few weeks are, I mean, regardless of how much you've prepared for this, the first few weeks are going to take a toll on your body, but also develop uh, a, a pretty solid level of fitness. Right. And and so initially, the answer to your question is yes. I am going to plan on maybe the first 
three weeks, say, like between here and Phoenix, my goal is to do 20 miles a day with probably a day off per week. Okay. Um, but but what I know happens, and, and I, the reason I know this is because a few years back I walked across Oregon. I walked the, the Oregon Coast Trail, which is about a 430-mile route right along the beach. And the first week is like 20 miles a day, and you're sore, and you're kind of ragged, and you're like, dang, I don't know how I'm going to keep this up. But then the second week, suddenly you're starting to do 23, 25 a day. And then by the third week, like I was knocking out 30-plus milers on like single-track, hardcore kind of terrain. So I imagine that that is going to be something I will also experience uh, during this walk, but I'm also I also have to be careful because I do like to move fast, mm-hmm. and and I and I don't want to necessarily blast through this adventure having missed the small details because I'm more concerned about uh, miles walked than I am about experiences had. So you you are uh, you know you're you're doing a lot of a lot of miles. A lot of our listeners may think, wow, that's a long way. Per day, but you're you are um, a runner, and that's uh, you know initially how we got connected is through running in the retail running world. Talk a little bit about right. uh, your your history as an ultra marathoner. You've done some fifty milers. You've done maybe even a hundred miler. Yep, uh, I sure have. Um, so yeah, I mean, running has always been a part of my life. It's, it's definitely how I would identify, or part of how I would identify myself, just as a human being, and. Uh, you know, and, and I kind of went up the ranks in, in races. And I, I never ran uh, in college or even at a high school level. I just would run for fun. Um, ran my first marathon while I was in the military with zero days of training. Um, somebody <laughs> gave me like a free entry. They wow. gave me. A, I mean, this is the benefit. The benefit of being eighteen, right? right. I mean, they, I was given a, a free entry to the Frankfurt Marathon in Germany. Uh, a race back then that, that you would get like beer stops along the way, which is <laughs> fantastic. I, I was like, man, this running thing is pretty awesome. Amazing, right. And uh, so so that was my foray into the, the, the marathon distance. But once I covered that, you know, it was it, it kind of how I think about things like, well, what's next? What can I do next? And and so I always had it in my head that I would try to do something a little bit longer. And, and it wasn't until significantly later than I did. And I started in, I think it was a 2005 ish. I did a 50 K and then 50 miler and then, then jumped right into the, into the hundred mile distance and did uh, I did Western States in 2007 and uh, 2008. I did back then it was called Iroquois hundred, but now mm-hmm. it's, I think Virgil crest in upstate New York. And, and then 2010 was the last uh, hundred that I signed up for. Um, but I didn't finish. It was Angeles crest, uh, Angel's, Angel's Crest 100 miler, which frankly, like I walked, I nearly walked the the distance of that route in the last four days, looking at the mountains at least of wow. where I was. Right. I didn't finish. I didn't finish that race. I dropped out at, at 89. Um, but I will tell you that dropping out of that event or that particular event was the greatest experience of my life. Life just far, thus far. Why? Why? Main, yeah. Reason is because I reached an edge that. I was unable to go past, mm-hmm. and and I really do believe that there is that, that when you when you are doing something and you're giving it everything you've got and you're using all your physical and mental faculties to try to try to complete something, whatever it might be, whether it be athletic or just personal, if you've given everything you've got but you realize you can't do it, that's a humbling moment and mm-hmm. it's a real gift that the world gives you 
when you have the opportunity to experience that. And so I can remember them. But I had almost I had to be medevaced off the mountain because my heart oh. rate was too high. And I, mean, I was dehydrated. I was blessed, but but I remember just crying. And my my pacer, a, a fellow named Dusty, he he said uh, he, he thought I was sad, you know, I mean, and rightly so. But I was I was overjoyed. I mean, not just because I was able to stop, but because I had reached a moment in my life where I reached a moment in my life where it's like, I've never been here before. This right. is what the edge feels like. This is cool. And I don't have like that monkey on my back. I got no interest in going back to run that race because right. that race gave me something that I could never get again from that race. Well, I expect, and hopefully, uh, hopefully not. Anyway. Right. Well, I expect you to be on the edge at points of this, this, uh, this 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 uh, walk across the country. We really look forward to following you. You can find information uh, about Tom's walk on his website, mywalkinglife.com. Uh, Tom, I'm I'm really interested, kind of in the logistics of this thing. Um, you talked about having mm-hmm. a pacer at this uh, at this hundred mile race, and I think that's pretty typical. Are you going to have a pacer? Do you have somebody walking with you? I know you've got people that you're going to see along the way, but is there going to be somebody with you at all times, all times on this walk? Um, the the quick answer to that is no, <laughs> absolutely not. And right. I've had a lot of friends, you know, friends and even just friends of friends say, "Oh, I want to come join you for you know whatever section." And my answer to all those folks is, "Right on, bring it! Like, let's right. walk." Right. But but you know whether or not that actually manifests will, will is yet to be seen. My guess is it won't. But. Um, there's there's a couple reasons why I think walking solo might actually be a better choice in this sort of experience, at least the one that I'm seeking, um, than walking with a partner. Uh, first of all, I walk fast. Like I, I mean, maybe not these first few days show that, but sure. my my clip is pretty quick, and and I like to keep moving. I'm not really interested in half hour lunch breaks. Like Got I like it. to move and. And so I rarely am able to walk alongside somebody who we're keeping a, a steady pace together. One of us is compromising something. Um, but then secondly, part of the, this walk is about meeting strangers, just, just having random encounters with strangers and, and ones that go maybe beyond the, the a hello and, you know, passing by, like possibly having conversation with strangers and, and I'm, I think I'm a much more, uh, or people in general are much more approachable as individuals than they are as groups. Mm-hmm. And so I find being, being kind of solo and more vulnerable, um, be, I, I'm a little bit more, uh, I'm less of a threat, I guess you could say, but at the same time, probably more likely for somebody to, to stop and chit chat than if it was me and another guy, for example. So. Uh, I, I think it's very true. Um, but in, in, and again, logistically speaking, you, you're going to be camping. Um, it looks like you're going to maybe stay in a hotel once a week. Do you have all your c- camping equipment with you? Like what kind of, are you carrying a big pack while you're walking this, uh, kind of, uh, up-tempo pace? Yeah. You know, I've, uh, so when my pack is fully, oh, I'm carrying a pack, proper backpack and, uh, when it's fully loaded, meaning it's got all the water in it that, I expect to need, uh, at least for, for any stretch of time that I'm not going to have services or access to water, it weighs about 40 pounds, wow. um, 40, 40, 40, 45 pounds. Like the last few days I've been, I've been lugging, uh, uh, an extra heavy pack simply because I'm trying to get my body used to it. So right. that when I take those couple of water bottles out, like it's a luxury. And, <clears throat> and so that is that's the plan. But as far as uh, camping gear goes, yeah, I got everything I need. I've got my tent in there, and it's just a lightweight um, one-person tent. 
and I'm not carrying any camping or uh, any cooking gear simply because there there's enough access along the way, and I don't need hot food to be satisfied. So mm-hmm. I'm not worrying about heating anything up, so I'm not bringing a stove or things like that. Uh, but as far as camping goes, yeah, if I had to camp tonight, which hopefully I will, uh, all is well. Like, I've got everything that I could possibly need. And and let's be honest, like, camping, all you need is a sleeping bag, really. And uh, a tent's kind of nice, but, you know, you don't need it. But um, the weather in California allows to kind of just throw your, your sleeping bag on the ground and, and, and all should be well. But, uh, but, yeah, I've got everything that I could possibly need in my back, my backpack. And and it's kind of nice to know that sort of you're you're like a little snail, you know. You got the world on your on your back. <laughs> and what's what's so fascinating and 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 awesome to me is that you are uncertain about where you're going to stay every night. There's no like roadmap for these next 200 days. I mean, you Correct. have a general plan, but it's not like you know every campsite from here to North Carolina, right? That is absolutely right, and. And, you know, on that note, the route could very well shift drastically. You mentioned a few minutes ago 4,000 miles. Well, 4,000 miles is only based on, you know, whether I reach a certain point and still have some time left. I've got six months to do this walk, and there are places where I could finish, like, in 3,000 or 3,500 miles, and that may be more realistic. But, But you're right. Like, along the way, where am I going to stay is a daily question mark. And when the days are shorter in the winter, I have to start thinking about this by like 2.33 in the afternoon when right. I see the sun start to set. Because if I find myself entering a highly populated area, odds are there's going to be fewer and fewer, if not altogether, no camping spots. Right. And and I'm not trying to camp illegally. I'm not trying to, not, not in a not in like a, a, a suburban type area. I'm, I'm not trying to live the life of somebody who lives on the street. That's not my intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to take up a space or, or scare people into, you know, <laughs> into camping like in their backyard, you know, illegally. I'm not interested <laughs> in that. Like, right. um, and which is why like hotels have to kind of play a part because right. I mean, hotels or, or kinds of people who I know, you know, in those cities, but but you're right. I have no idea. I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight, for example. I know I'm going to be probably in the in the in the deeper part of the desert where I'll probably have some open space that I could just go pitch my tent. And and I'm really hoping that's the case. But I don't know. I just hope that's the case. Well, if let's say let's say you have a a kind friend who's who's going to host you tonight, and and I know that's not yeah. the case, but let's pretend it's one of those days. Um, do you do you walk to their house and that becomes part of the route, or can they come pick you up at your stopping point and then drop you off at that at, at that point again? How, how does that work in in uh, it, within your rules? I would say that within um, within reason, I'd walk to their house. But if it pulls me too far off of the beaten path, um, it probably doesn't make sense for for me to to do a detour of, of much magnitude. So I think in a perfect world. I would have a stopping point that I've kind of got planned out on my on my daily route, and somebody would come pick me up at the corner of whatever. And um, that's kind of how I did the first couple days. My my brother was was shuttling back and forth from his house in Glendale, and, and gradually you know picking me up a little bit further away and further away. But right. like one day it was just a cross street, another day it was a <laughs> Starbucks, and and you know that's I, I, that makes more sense. Yeah. 
I, and I'm sorry, I'm so uh, like caught up in the minutia of the logistics of this, but like, <laughs> yes. like I'm really, <laughs> yeah. I'm really fascinated by like, are you like on highways? Because I know I'd be tempted just to throw the thumb up and be like, <laughs> no one's gonna know. I'll get an extra sixty miles by a hitchhiking for a little bit. Like, is it on highways? Yeah. Like, what? Where? Where are you walking? Well, in, first of all, interstates are illegal to okay. walk on, so I'm I'm not on any any of those. Highways will be an option. Um, okay. Thus far, I guess the highway, and I put highway sort of in quotes, has been Route 66, you know, the, the original Teller uh, cross-country right, yeah. route, mm-hmm. right? Um, which, which, is run, which these days just looks more like uh, a wide street through any town. It doesn't really look like a highway. But, but absolutely, highways are going to be an option. And, uh, Chris, to, to, to your comment... One of my rules is I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my thumb out. I'm not gonna try to cheat the distance. You know, I mean, I mean, who who I'm not gonna benefit. Like, who benefits from that? Like, and what's sixty miles in the grand scheme that's, of things? That's right. True. I mean, it's just, that's true. It's like three days of walking, but you know, I've missed out on three days of like slow living. Which I, I really like that idea. I like the, I like the life paced uh, one step at a time. I like that slower pace so i'm not trying to speed up my six months to hurry up and get to the coast um so i don't think i'm going to be too i'm not going to be um uh, enticed by that possibility (laughs) unless there's a problem and if there's a problem like i'm no dummy like i'm trying to be safe as possible so i'll put my thumb up if i have to but I, but I assume that if there's an uphill, uh, you will do the bike share like Chris does on his long This runs, is very right? inside, Tom. I'm sorry. I, I explained I it. Oh, I know. No. Uh, Doc's, is, Doc's role, you, you should listen. If you've listened to our show, Doc's role is to needle me constantly. So just, just so you know, our roles on this Stop program. Stop knocking down the fourth wall. Right, sorry. All right. So, Tom, um, uh, you mentioned uh, that you're doing this to connect with people along the way. You're a great storyteller, um, and, and I know oh, um, you, you had talked about on your website about how stories are important, how stories are important uh, to this journey and this quest. Um, tell me, so, so, you know, expand on that. Expand on storytelling, why it's important. What stories do you hope to hear along the way? Yeah, stories. I, stories are, are are so much more than than how I think they're originally seen. Like a story we think of as a narrative or as a biography or as, as some sort of historical account of a thing or of a person. And and I think that not only is a story that, but a story is also just how you move through the world, you know, or how I move through the world. It's it's how we present ourselves. It's, how it's, the, it's the type of words and language that we choose to use. It's our daily uh, intentionality, if not hourly intentionality, to to be who we are, either our genuine self or not, and those are all part of our of our story, um, along with the narratives. and And I think that I think that I'm so I'm really enticed by stories because what I find is that when I hear a story or when I witness one, I find myself more deeply connected to that thing, you know, that, that thing that is, that is putting that story off. And, and so I really do believe that when we hear each other's stories, we have this deeper chance to, to connect on a more intimate level. And, and I get a lot of joy out of hearing somebody's story. And, 
whether it's a, a you know a, have got a happy sort of ending story or one that isn't. I think it's important for us to hear these so that we can find uh, things that are in common, maybe find some empathy and 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 actually be closer as human beings. And I think these days, like, it's really important for us, especially now, and, and I can only say that because this is the time that I live in, right? But I think that stories are something that we need to hear. You know, there's so many disparate things both on, you know, on so many levels, so many disparate beliefs and, and things of this nature. But if we knew each other's stories, we might understand perspectives a little bit better. And I think that we'd be surprised at how we can find some love for people that maybe we totally disagree with yep. or, or, or just love the people that you'd never expect to find that for. And, and so and there's, so, there's just so much going on with the idea of taking the time to stop and say to somebody, hey, you know, first of all, hello. And if you got a minute, like, let's, let's just chat for a minute. And we want that more than we realize. And uh, whenever we have that, if it just happens accidentally, I think it's something that we, we don't forget. Yeah. So part of the walk, part of the walk's impetus is to, is to harvest these sorts of stories, but, but not like seek them out in a forceful way, sort of let them happen organically. And, you know, I bump into somebody and have a conversation. Next thing I know, you know, they're, they're dropping some seriously interesting stuff on me that, that is not only interesting, but it's changing the way I look at the world. And, and so it's the story that did that. So I'm I'm seeking that out if I'm seeking anything at all. Well, you know, on your on your blog, TomGriffin.com, I read uh, one one uh, post where you mentioned how the best stories are constructed. And I just wanted to mention this real quick because it really like struck a chord with me. And and this is what you're doing. Number one, there's got to be vulnerability. You're definitely vulnerable out there. There's no question that what you're doing is uh, very vulnerable. Um, they remain true to their authentic intention. Uh, this is a, an authentic intention from 1994, which is uh, very authentic to you and what you've wanted to do. Exhibit real emotion, um, as we've, we've already heard. If, if nothing, there's real emotion coming from you uh, in the last 20 minutes we've talked to you. And allow themselves to be seen and heard, um, which I think is is all things that you were doing. Um, and I, you know, I, that struck with me because I, I agree with you, like stories really help us connect. I mean, we, we sit here before the podcast and I'm on my phone and Joanna's on her phone and Docs is messing with equipment <laughs> and we really don't even connect with each other until the, we crack the mics. And a lot of times I see that in my life where it's just like, yeah. I'm sitting across from somebody who I work with or my wife or whatever. We're just like on our phone. So, uh, very right. cool that, that, that you describe how stories are constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and ultimately, those four things put together, you know, among other details as well, but those, that's, how, that's why we trust each other. When we see these things coming from other people, it's why we, we trust. And if you're in a position where, you know, you have influence, like there is, there's, there's a certain amount of persuasion that, that can come, like good persuasion, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like these, it, you become more attractive, more likable. Like, there's only good benefits that come from a good story. Uh, very rarely do you, you know, you hear a good story and, and, and walk away not feeling anything at all. There's always some sort of emotive tie in that I, that in general I'd say is probably positive. Well, how does this story of your walk, uh, what's going to be the highlights? <laughs> how does it end? Uh, can you, can you, uh, kind of look at your crystal ball and tell us any of that? Well, I can tell you 
my intention. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that that's probably the extent of it. Uh, the story, I mean, I don't have, I'm, I'm trying my, my darndest to have as few expectations as possible. Now, like any, like any, and, and runners can appreciate this, like you always, you have a goal and, and your goal events, like that's what you're hoping to do. But, but ultimately what you need to be enjoying mostly, and maybe this is like the secret sauce, like you got to be enjoying the process that gets you to that goal. Because if it's just the goal event that you're shooting for, you're going to be bummed when it gets here because it's going to be gone in a flash. And, and you have, we have to enjoy the road. We have to enjoy the process that got us to that place. So sure. I'd like to get to the Atlantic ocean, wherever that is. I don't even care. Like I would be nice to get there, but along the way, if I'm not enjoying my days to get there, then, then I've set myself up for a grind and I'm not being honest with myself. So, so my expectations are, to get through today safely and to make sure that I'm aware of what's going on so that maybe I can have interactions with folks. That would be cool. Um, but as far as like the highlights of the trip, man, that's a big question. <laughs> I don't know. I, because then if I have like expectations of a highlight, I'm going to be seeking that out. I'm going to miss all the other stuff. Right, so right. I, I, I don't have any expectations in that regard, but um, I'd be lying if I said I don't want to get to the Atlantic. But you know, if it doesn't work out, if that doesn't happen, and I've been intentionally mindful about enjoying each day along the way, then if it comes to pass that it ends, well, then it's sort of like my time at Angela's Press. Like, I've given it what all I've got, and and it just wasn't supposed to happen. But but if I can honestly say at the end of it, I, I truly did everything that I could do to make this happen, and I was honest with myself along the way, well, then so be it. Moving on. It's all good. Well, you've uh, left a for a six month. You've taken a six month sabbatical from your uh, successful business as a kind of a retail consultant. How are you able to do that? Are you still working along the way, or what's what, what's up with that? Uh, kind of. I mm-hmm. mean, you can, I've got a so I'm writing some articles for the Runners in, uh, Running Insight mm-hmm. uh, magazine along the way, and, and be so stay tuned for for those. There's cool. going to be a series of of uh, kind of like retail from the road type of thing, musings, and as well as retail-related um, conversation. Uh, so I'm doing that. Um, I am working with some clients along the way. So I I did some events in December, and part of every all my events is I do a 90-day follow-up with all my clients. And so I've got people to reach out to <laughs> right. between now and March. And, uh, and, and, and I think it'll be a nice like, change of pace when the day comes for me to send emails to all of my uh, my, my clients that follow up, check in on their goals, you know, yep. while I'm out here accomplishing my own. Um, but you're right. Like, I'm, I've put a, a bit of a, a cork in the bottle for six months in terms of on-site visits. I just, it's not realistic for me to try to balance the walk and on-site uh, store visits or, or store trainings. That's just not a good idea. And, um, but that's not to say that, you know, I'm not going to be ready for business come July. And, and, you know, I've even got something out there right now where retailers who might be interested in working with me can actually book me now while I'm walking at a extremely lower rate than usual nice. and not pay for any of my travel expenses. And, but they just don't get me until I'm done. Um, so it's a huge savings for them. I've had a couple people take advantage of it. And, and honestly, like it's a really good deal, but, um, then there's still, I've still got eight available slots for that. So that, that's an option. Um, but, uh, but in the meantime, I'm, I, I mean, retail is a metaphor for life, isn't it? Like, so, 
I think that as long, if you're going through any day, you know, you can always find things that are applicable. So in my mind, you know, I, I, I'm always working, but um, when all is said and done, I won't be back out there doing what I do, educating and training staffs of people who are humble enough to recognize that they can like get better than they already are. I won't be starting to do that again until July. Well, you can follow the walk, mywalkinglife.com. Uh, you can find information about how to get, uh, if you're a retail listener, uh, if you're a retailer and you're a listener, TomGriffin.com, I'm sure you can find information on how to book your services whenever you're done. Uh, hopefully with, hopefully that's going to be six months from now, but, uh, like you said, <laughs> if it, if it isn't, it isn't. And, uh, also, uh, you've got a GoFundMe account, uh, page that, uh, you can donate to, uh, because uh, right. I, I'm sure um, this is going to be an expensive, expensive venture. Uh, so really cool. Uh, if, if if any of our listeners want to go to uh, his GoFundMe account uh, page, you can donate to Tom's uh, quest. And Tom, how do we find this GoFundMe uh, page? So if you go to GoFundMe and if you just type in the the search box, type type my name, type Tom Griffin, mm-hmm. uh, my 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 page will come up, my campaign will come up, and there's only one Tom Griffin walking across America right now, <laughs> so you'll know exactly which is which. Just remember you spell remember to spell my name right. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not I N, it's E N. G R I F F E N. There we'll have go. that in the show notes as well. For sure. Chris, this is like the most important logistical question. Okay. I can't believe that you didn't even ask it. Tom, what shoes are you using? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great question. Um, I have been a loyalist to the Brooks Cascadia since okay. they were yellow and ugly. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I love those yellow ones. Those were like so you know, did I. So uh, did six, I, seven years me. ago. And yeah. Yeah, so maybe many, even longer. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. How many pairs of shoes? will you go through on this trip? Like how often are you going to replace them? Well, I've, I've, I've strategically placed, um, a pair of shoes at my first three stops, which are approximately 400 miles apart or main stops, you know, my aid stations in my mind. And so my guess is I'll go through seven, seven ish Mm -hmm. pairs of shoes. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I, I could see it. I could see going through more because the additional weight on the pack right. or with the pack on is definitely squishing the shoes a little bit more than usual. But I think that's probably a safe bet. Seven. Well, dude, send me a message if you need an, another pair or two. Uh, that they just <laughs> updated that Cascadia. It's a great update. So uh, yeah. Yeah, let, I'm let, wearing one right now. Let, let, let me know. All right, man. Well, okay, this has we'll been fantastic. Uh, so you're you're. You started January 3rd and 20 miles a day as we sit here on, what's today, January 5th, 6th? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? We can't check. I know the, it's going to be posted on six. Monday. Yeah, so it's the 6th. Have you done uh, three days of, of 20 miles so far? Well, yeah, I actually started on the 2nd, so I've okay. done four days of 20. Wow. Yesterday I did 20 plus. Wow. So I'm uh, I'll break my, I'll break the three-digit mark today. Woo! Wow. I'll break wow. 100 miles today. That's yeah. fantastic. All right, man. Well, we're going to let you get going. Of course, you can follow this, um, mywalkinglife.com. you got a podcast. So how often do you free, sure do. How often do you think you'll be updating uh, us on the podcast? Well, my, my brother is the producer, and, and he's also a, a full-time editor on feature films in Los Angeles. So he's kind of doing this on the side as a labor of love. Um, my guess is we're gonna we're gonna be updating once or twice a week. Nice. Um, one uh, the second episode just went up yesterday, I believe, yep. and 
Um, and he's working on the third right now. So, uh, yeah, it's on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts, My Walking Life. You can, you can check it out. And they're short and sweet. They're like 10-minute episodes, you know, so you kind of get a sense of what's going on. I enjoyed it. I listened to both of them. They're good listens. Yeah, I definitely recommend them. Cool. All right. After, Excellent. after, of course, you listen to right. Pace the Nation. Yeah, Pace know? the Nation first. <laughs> yeah, and then listen to my walking. <laughs> All right, Tom. We're gonna let you go. Uh, get after it today. Good luck on your uh, quest for today, and you know, throughout the the rest of the year, man. Uh, really cool what you're doing. Thanks for joining us. Well, big love to you, Chris, and to Joanna and Docs. I thanks for your time, guys. Really appreciate you. There he goes. It's Tom Griffin. He's walking across the country. Uh, it's uh, mywalkinglife.com. He joined us on Pace the Nation. We are going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Tom Griffin for joining us here on Pace the Nation as he walks across the country. He's going to hit the 100-mile mark today which is pretty awesome as we record here on saturday probably, probably yeah yeah i'm confident he's right he'll, he'll get more resilient as he goes mm-hmm. uh, so I, i'm confident he's going to be able to do it um well, well we will see it's gonna be fun to follow mm-hmm. uh mywalkinglife.com our scientists must have taken a day off because that is definitely space-time continuum material mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i'm also glad that our guest is on the was on the phone today mm-hmm because I do not want to go outside and take a picture in my bare feet <laughs> in this weather. That's true. Uh, very true. Yeah, he joined us on the phone from somewhere in California. Um, but uh, awesome. Very cool. You know what? I was a little distracted. I was thinking of this song. And I'm going to I'm gonna play this this whole time. And that's why if I sounded distracted, that's all I could think Can we of. predict what the song is? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I will. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah, sure. yeah, you got it. So, I mean, were you guys not thinking this too? No, no. That's all I could think. Is this by the Ramones? No, it's the the Reclaimers or the Proclaimers. Oh, actually, it's right here. You're right. It is the Proclaimers. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so, just I, quick question: Can we turn the song off? No, I was I was thinking like this song, but it's, I thought this was a long way to walk. But he's gonna walk. Let's see, one, two. He's going to walk eight times this. That's incredible. No, that's not true. Because I turned the music off. Right, Wait, sorry, sorry. Stop this. All right. Yeah, got So, you. actually, I could do it. I have volume. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have the board. I forgot. Yeah, you control um, everything. He says, I will walk 500 miles and I will walk 500 more. So, he's at, the guy in the song is walking 1,000 oh, miles. <laughs> that's true. And there's two of them. They're twins. So, that's 2,000 miles. Right. So, it's only double. So, it's only half of what, they, what, right. what uh, our good friend Tom's, Tom's doing. doing. That's true. Yeah. So, I was the only one thinking that yeah. as, as he was walking. Surprise. Out. Yeah. I like the idea of Tom calling a client from the road and, and saying the phrase, sorry, I think the largest ball of twine is interfering with my reception. Give me a minute to get away from it. <gasps> what does that mean? The largest ball of twine? That's, a, a, that's a, uh, an attraction, a roadside attraction. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And he says he's walking on uh, Route 66. Uh, again, over my head. He could uh-huh. also see the world's largest peanut in Oklahoma. Yeah. I was hoping Docs would uh, give him some suggestions. Docs is the most well traveled. Uh, I would and say, and I drove uh, cross country once, drove, not walked. Uh, yeah. cro- oh no, I drove cross country twice. Yeah, because I had to get back. So I, I thought you could maybe give him some <laughs> some things to to look for. I went the south route first, and then I went I went the south route in the summer, and the north route in the winter. 
like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty cool. Uh, it'll be interesting to follow him. I really hope uh, it, things go well and he stays healthy because if you get an injury, Ooh, man, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it could be it could be tough. But I have confidence. Total confidence he can uh, make it happen. MyWalkingLife.com. I don't think you really listen to him. He said it doesn't matter if he makes it happen. It's, I know. It's, I it's what happens while it I happens. I just want him to. Ha- I want him the story to end with him uh, successfully jumping in the Atlantic. Uh, that's 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 all. I don't recall him saying that was the goal. <laughs> all right. Uh, other news uh, today. I, I did say that we had an update of. A Where Are They Now segment. Of course, we had Gabe Grumwald on the show a few months ago. Uh, she is going through chemo at the Mayo Clinic. And yesterday she had a CT scan and met with the doctor and was thrilled about the results. Uh, she said that uh, they were checking on her tumor situation. And the tumor, the tumors that she has are shrinking. So Great that news. was awesome, awesome yeah. news. That was really... Uh, made me happy yesterday when I read it. Uh, you can follow her uh, on Instagram, and she has a, a post about it, G-I-G Grunwald at, uh, on Instagram. So very exciting. The tumors are uh, shrinking, and that's good news. So, that's amazing. Yeah, amazing. So really, really hopeful. Medicine is an amazing thing, and, you know, she's going to pull through this. Very, very cool. And also another Where Are They Now segment. Uh, former guest Jacob Fry. We've had a segment on him before. Uh, he was sworn in at the beginning of the year as the mayor of Minneapolis. Very cool. Sworn in on January 2nd, uh, and he tweeted, I'm honored to be your mayor, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he, also the mayor of Pace the Nation. He, he is. Uh, and we're now doing a Minneapolis political beat. Yes. Because we talk about this guy <laughs> more than anybody else. Do you know uh, Do you know where the Super Bowl is being held this year, Joanna? Is it being held in Minneapolis? You got it. Yeah, so your buddy Tom Brady uh, will be playing. Uh, is he my buddy? <laughs> he'll be playing the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, hopefully against the Minnesota Vikings. How no, cool would that be? No, not hopefully oh, against yeah, that's them. Right. That's Somebody right. has a rooting interest in the Philadelphia that's Eagles. Right. That's true. Even though they have a lot to go. Yeah, they got a lot. If Carson Wentz was healthy, the Eagles would have won the Super Bowl this year. So that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And we're, now we're going to get into our two hours of football talk. No, I uh, can't. I can't handle it. That's true. <laughs> All right. So I, I had a, a, a comment I, I mentioned earlier in the agenda from a mm-hmm. loyal listener. My mm-hmm. little brother uh, listens to the show. And this wasn't a comment from does he, him. Does he listen to the show? Yeah, he's a Can he's you confirm that, John? He is He is a loyal listener. He was upset that I said he was bored at the um, Oh, at your the brother race. was upset about that? Yeah. So I just want to correct the record and say mm-hmm. that John was not bored at yeah. Breaking 3 as but he John, handed me nutritionals and water. John, here's the thing. Farley feels like if he's not around, everybody is not entertained. <laughs> <laughs> not, not true. So he's <laughs> don't kno- feel bad. He's known me for his entire life. He knows that's not true. He has known you his entire life. Yes, but you have not known him your entire life. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, he that's how knows little brothers you work. <laughs> he knows you better than you know him. That's probably true. Uh, <laughs> where are those scientists? Um, so his friend mentioned that we need to talk. He, his friend, in his friend's opinion, we mm-hmm. need to talk more running on the show. Probably true. I think we did a little bit of that today with the cold weather gear and, yeah. and my breakdown on, on running in the sand in Miami. Yeah, that's true. I hope that was enough. But if it's not, please complain again through John. Yes. 
and uh, and we'll do that. But we we should, Farley. We should we should have more running topics yeah. for this non-running show. <laughs> we should. But we we have a lot to talk about with the Minneapolis political beat <laughs> right. as well and football. So, yeah, and we haven't yeah, even touched football. on dogs oh, yet. So no, I did. There's a yeah, dog on a skateboard. Uh, I don't I, think you true. listen to us. <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, I wanted to get to this. Um, mm-hmm. So I mentioned kind of tongue in cheek that I've been in the news a lot recently. Um, no, you didn't. You love it. I, I uh, was was recently. Uh, can I can I say that the the article that Kellen Song uh, posted online is in the print edition of Thursday's newspaper, mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool too. Very cool and great and article by Kelly. Great Sun. article and and you know one of the greatest parts about it was the fact that we uh, the podcast was mentioned. So that was that was very cool. So welcome new listeners who read us in the Washington Post uh, and the Washington Post print edition. Mm-hmm. All right. So I mentioned earlier again it was tongue in cheek, Docs. Uh, okay. that I've been in the news. Uh, I was thrilled to be on the Northern Virginia Advice Givers podcast this past week. We recorded the episode in this very studio. Wait, the the Northern Virginia Advice Givers podcast? Yes, Northern Virginia Advice Givers podcast. We are promoting a lot of podcasts today Wait on this program. Wait a minute. Are you on this thing where, where – let me guess. The premise of this is, is you go tell them – uh, one of your ridiculous scenarios, <laughs> and then people in Northern Virginia give you advice. Was there a uniform for this show? No, we look like we're wearing the same thing. I'm glad you mentioned the uniform. <laughs> oh, so it's I, a video well, cast. I thought it's a video cast and a podcast. So I thought it was cool. They they videoed us. Uh, he had somebody videoing us talking in our and they're wearing the same in thing. Studio. Just like you guys are wearing the same thing today. Very, no, very I similar. actually have that sweatshirt. I wear that sweatshirt that Farley's wearing almost every day. And today I made a conscious effort to wear a different jacket and a different top, even though it's blue. And then I saw him wearing that, and I was like, "What? Are the, that's amazing!" Because you two used to dress alike we at did. the beginning of the show. Yes, well, like the that first was six back episodes. When we were simpatico. We're, we're, yeah. simpatico. <laughs> we're getting off subject here. I wanted to talk about me. Yeah. So, right. well, this kind yeah. of you, you and Joanna used to dress right. alike, and it weirded me out. Well, I loved the podcast. I really enjoyed the video part of the portion of the podcast, except for the fact that my shirt collar was folded under my shirt, and I mm. look like an idiot. Yeah, I can't believe. That I didn't notice. Maybe it was because they were putting on a, a lapel mic or something. But I can't watch this video without thinking about my stupid shirt collar mm. folded underneath my shirt. I look like a clown. Is it? You do. But is this <laughs> is this what we we're really getting worked up about? Yes. This is uh, really irritating. This hope for like the last hour and twenty minutes. I thought this was going to be about like a, a let's run uh, no, message board no, backlash. No. <laughs> Uh, maybe still coming, but yeah. my my collar. You can see. Clo- look how idiotic my collar looks. Yeah, and this and this has had over a thousand views. Mm-hmm. I sound very vain. Yeah, <laughs> I think you just gotta like Regina George. This like don't. What's that mean? So don't just act like you meant to have it like that. That's like how the cool guys. So are I'll start with <laughs> do this. Do yeah. Wear your so, collar like that for the next six months all right, I'll and do see that. if it picks up in in Northern Arlington. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is a thinly veiled way of me uh, promoting this podcast that I was on. Uh, but kind thanks, of is thanks to Ryan Sloper and uh, Northern Virginia uh, Advice Giving Podcast. Uh, what advice did you give? Uh, you know, we were talking about uh, small business. We talked a little bit about the podcast too. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's weird that we didn't get invited. Taking <laughs> taking chances. Our um, invitations got lost. Yeah, <laughs> living your your dream. Any you know, dressing being, advice? <laughs> being, no dressing <laughs> advice. Being passionate about what you do, all those things. So yeah, yeah. it was it was a cool uh, sit down with Ryan 
in that podcast. All right. This is what everybody's been waiting for. Uh, we've been looking at these gifts sitting here on the desk. Uh, Joanna's wrap. Farley can't help himself but to touch these things. <laughs> I can't. I, right? I, I, I've got enough, enough books, and these two look like books, so I'm hoping that I'm this. I usually he, hope that he I He likes am. to do that, too, where he, he's like, because <laughs> we don't put names on these things. And so he's also, like, really pining for uh, one gift over the other. <laughs> right. Uh, even though we tricked him last time and just gave him books. And, and it's the thought that counts. So if this is my gift, then that's fine. But It's I'm okay if it. my Chewbacca mask is not movie quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the floor is yours, Joanna. Um, you've got two packages here. 11 months early for Christmas this year. 11 months early. Yeah, yeah wow. So sticking with... Really setting the bar high for everybody else. <laughs> sticking with my traditional theme of something you want, something you need, something to read. I didn't get either of you guys something to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got something that you wanted, something that you need, maybe. Okay. Um, and so the... If mine's a razor, I'm going to be really offended. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Either beard looks great. Yeah. So this is your stocks because it has Santa on it. All right. Those look like Ha-ha. books. So uh, good. So just she said <laughs> that she didn't get us books. Oh, oh, that's right. Well, I've so as she, soon as Farley as soon as Farley found out which one was his, he he grabbed it. <laughs> started I am. Who is more impatient, you or James, when it comes to opening presents? Uh, definitely me. Yeah. All right. It's Does a it, wait, box. Wait, wait. Okay. Whoa! This is awesome. Wow! It's a wireless charger. That with is a amazing. Pace the nation logo. So is this a, is that really what that is? Because I don't trust him. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. It's incredible. That's yeah, that is awesome. That's amazing, and it's it's like wood. Wow, I, this is literally maybe my favorite gift I got. Is this that Christmas. something he wants or something he needs? Um, that's something he wants. I think that's something he needs. It's something I need. I well, always just am, wait till you see what the second one is. I, I'm okay. always out of juice. I, I'm actually plugging this in. We'll tweet out a picture at Pace the Nation um, of the gift here how did you even who does this this is amazing uh, well i didn't i did not do that one i did make do- one of docs's but i couldn't make that um i plugged it in nah, it doesn't work for my watch rats all right well it looks cool even whether it works or not and that's secondary <laughs> it's a usb charger you you oh and here is a I'm opening the second box. It's a lightning cable. I, uh, USB lightning cable. It's a very long charging cord ah, so that you can it. join society while you're charging let's, your phone. Let's, uh, let's say at, at uh, the after party of Breaking 3, we're all sitting at this big table, mm-hmm. and then Farley is off on the other wall next to the charger charging his phone for like an hour. Yep, that's what I was doing. So with this thing, you can actually join the party. And have this cable be a trip hazard across the bar. <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. This is very much what I need. So um, I appreciate. Uh, I think very that, thoughtful. I think very that thoughtful. those are those are both what you want and need. <laughs> so that, that it likes it, it checks both boxes. No both questions. But Farley, are you disappointed that? Uh, uh, oh no, that was those were the packages that you wanted. Yeah, no, this is exactly, yeah, these are the well, ones. Well, I know, like, once you open the well, gifts, I, it was I, I thought you the wanted. other ones were books. You already got me books, and I love, I've already got my 12 books that I'm going to read. <laughs> How far are you into your books so far? Um, 
Haven't started yet, but uh-huh. it's but it's still only early. it's still only early. the first week of January. Right, still early. You you didn't fall far behind last year, so no need to get <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah, good exactly. jump on this. Exactly. All right. Well, I am going to grab these nicely wrapped Santa Claus gifts that are not books. Dox's present opening style is very different than Chris's. Yeah. So Dox is now <laughs> opening the gift. Like I opened very carefully <laughs> right. unwrapping. <laughs> I, I opened it uh, Joanna, fever, feverishly. I, Joanna, should I open one before the other? No, they're unrelated to each other. Okay. Farley, while I'm opening this, what what was James's uh, like takeaway from Christmas? Like, did did he get it? Did he no, understand the no, opening the no. gifts? Like? He liked to rip paper, but no, he didn't really understand it. He did like my mom got him a rocking chair that. Will play music when you rock. He really oh, enjoys that. That's cool. Yeah, that was very cool. It wasn't just a plastic, you know, piece that we're going to throw out in two or three months. It's always riveting uh, podcasting radio when we uh, open gifts. There are some yeah. serious edit points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these are wow. Pearl Jam coasters. 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 Nice. That's awesome. Farley, uh, did you know that it was, if it was in this order, did you know that this was Pearl Jam related? Uh, I would not have known. If I opened it like that, no, would you have known? I wouldn't have known Vitality. I would have known that. Joanna, this is awesome. Did you make these? Wow. I did, yeah. Those are this awesome. Is, this is incredible. Very cool. This is really cool. He's got four uh, Pearl Jam coasters. Mm-hmm. The first I... four Pearl Jam album covers. Now, is that the something I want or something I need? I think that's something that you want. Okay. And need. Yeah. And he's redoing his house. Yeah. Well, this I, is going to spice it up. This would be awesome. I think that's something I want. Okay. I just wanted to know what category Joanna put them in. <laughs> All right. He's delicately opening. We do open gifts differently. Yeah, very differently. Mm-hmm. And so, he said it was, she said it wasn't a book. But well, I guess it technically is a book. So I can never it's a good t- trick. Yeah. I can never tell when you make fun of my passion planner <laughs> if you actually really want one or not. So I got you. Now own. you're going to find out for sure <laughs> if yeah. I wanted one. Isn't like making fun of the finest form of flattery? Exactly. So yeah. it's a planner for, it's a six month planner. So you can test awesome. out if you like having your life that organized. Only six months. Um, also, Joanna has filled in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. My weekly goals list is is uh, wow. That's ambitious. Why? What, yeah. what do you mean? Paint your room? What the? <laughs> uh, very cool. Thank oh, you, Joanna. That is awesome. great. I do love uh, planners. I love the written form. I can't stand electronic uh, planning, hmm. so I will use this. This is perfect. Well done, Joanna. Um, we gave you a hard time, but you came through. But- I can't believe that this is only six months. This is enormous. It is enormous. 272 pages, six months. I, I think oh. you overestimate how busy my life is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Tom's six months will look like. He'll be like walking 20 miles, walking yeah. 20 miles, walking 20 miles. Yeah. Gold today, walk. <laughs> Stop and smell the roses. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, we want to thank our manager, Steve Maud, uh, for listening to the program religiously. Uh, you can sign up for the New Jersey Marathon that Steve and I will hopefully be running against each other uh, today. So you can sign up for the New Jersey Marathon. You can sign up for all the 2018 Pacers running races as well. Uh, so go to runpacers.com and find all the information on that. All right, guys, great show. Episode 137 in the books. 
Thanks to Tom Griffin for joining us today on the program as he walks across America. Very cool story. Inspiring story. I, um, I hope to one day do something crazy and fun and cool like that. Would you guys join me? Depends what I got going on. <laughs> that wasn't a resounding uh, positive answer there. All right. Thanks to my co-host, Joanny Russo, and other co-host, William E. Docks. Thanks to you, the listener. And thanks again to Tom for joining us. We will see you next week. This is Space Nation. song because i screwed up last week oh you know what else i saw in my run this morning um so i was running on the canal when you you always ask these rhetorical questions you never let us answer oh do you know what else i saw in my run this morning uh a beluga whale that was lost that would have been amazing no so i was running in the canal and there was a bunch of guys playing hockey Oh, oh, yeah, cool. on That's the ice. Cool. Yeah, I I guess I don't usually run, or I guess I don't run when they're yeah. playing, but it was cool. it was crazy, and, like, there was big... Well, you usually can't play. It's not cold enough. Yeah, it's not cold enough. But so I was amazed that there was, like, there was groups of them, yeah. like, along oh, yeah. the canal. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. And, like, they have their ice skates and their... Their, their nets set up and, Well, yeah. they didn't have any nets, but they had, like, their sticks and they had... Um, Water like, bottles. They had chairs set up along the side and they had like oh their benches yeah you think it was a penalty box yeah i guess no I it's just so they could shift chin it, shifts it's amazing that they it's amazing that you would live in dc and own ice skates i guess is i was most amazed at that joanna yeah as somebody who constantly reminds us that you're from new jersey do you think that there might be other people that are uh, misplants from a, another colder region? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, where have all of these other winter lover lovers been? Like, why are we not friends? Um, for one, because you're constantly asking questions and not letting people answer. <laughs> Secondly, uh, they get their ice skates because they are not just outdoor ice skates, but they go skate at the uh, local ice rinks where, where they probably play hockey. Where are the local ice rinks? There's there's one over in Boston where the Capitals practice. Yep. Huh. And if you go there uh, when the Capitals aren't practicing, they constantly have ice hockey games being played with, like, adult league ice hockey games. One time I was uh, going to see a movie over there, and there was a guy with his goalie gear, Mm -hmm. 
and it smelled so bad, <laughs> like ice hockey goalie gear. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if stink. there's a way to 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 clean those uh, those goalie pads. It was the worst smelling thing I've ever smelled in I my be, life, I and I didn't even try to smell it. That's how bad it smelled. Ugh. 